I believe in a world where we take the small steps to become the people we were designed to be. Welcome to the Becoming Congruent Movement. In this podcast, we explore people and concepts around becoming who you were designed to be, the profound power of our unique human experience. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Hicks, and I'm excited to take this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Congruent. I am so excited today to have a wonderful guest and serial entrepreneur on the show. Jackie Vasquez is, as mentioned, a serial entrepreneur who, along with her husband, Steve, runs a marketing company, human development company, and a financial coaching company, along with raising her daughter uh, and soon-to-be second daughter. Leaving her full-time medical field career, she pursued her entrepreneurial dreams in order to find purpose and help others live their dreams. And I am so excited to hear more about all of that. So thank you for being here. Thank you for that introduction. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about um, your, your story. Tell us about where you started in the medical field and, and what, what called you to want to make a change. So I would love to share. Thank you for asking. And uh, it's really interesting because I always knew from a young age that I, I was meant to do something big. I just didn't really know how or what. And my background, I come from being raised by a single mom um, and I have two younger siblings and my mom did her best, but she had her own demons that she had to battle. She struggled with alcoholism and, um, you know, just abuse, emotional, physical, all that stuff. And um, so growing up was definitely tough, but I always saw her continuing to just work, 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 two, three jobs to make ends meet, to provide a roof for our head and food for us to eat. And we did have government assistance and things like that. We didn't live in, you know, great neighborhoods, but she always made sure we had somewhere to sleep, somewhere to eat. And that's really where my dream started because I just knew that there was more to life than just that. And I wanted to provide more for my future family and for myself um, than, you know, what I had growing up. And so I, um, in school, got into, you know, just different troubles and was kind of going off onto the wrong path, but um, it really made me who I am today. And I'm, I don't regret anything. I'm super thankful for where it's gotten me. Uh, But I, you know, I, I struggled with knowing what to do, where to go, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. I was told by so many people, oh, well, if you don't go to college, you're not going to be able to be successful or do anything. And Um, I ended up dropping out of high school because I just, you know, school was not my thing. And I pursued working for many, many years in the medical field. So um, I was actually bussing tables and this woman randomly came up to me and she was like, hey, listen, you know, I don't know you, but I see how hard you're working and I see your work ethic and your spirit and you need to come work for me. And I was just like, okay, what, you know, what do you do? And um, she was an office manager for an ophthalmology practice. And I was like, cool. You know, I was 15 years old. I was just like, sure, let's, you know, let's do it. What do, what do I need to know? So she ended up hiring me. I started at like $8 an hour making, um, you know, minimum wage at that time, basically. And uh, I just started answering phones and doing basic admin. And from there, I worked myself my way up through the company from the administration side to then more of the 
technical side, working with patients, hands-on. And um, from that beginning journey, I ended up being in ophthalmology for about 16 years. And I loved it. Um, it was great. I loved being able to help people, especially elderly. You know, they would come in afraid, mm -hmm. not sure, you know, what was happening with their vision and just being like that comfort for them and just that support and that ear was just so humbling. And it, I loved it. I truly did. Um, and then what happened was while I was in that career and in that journey, uh, a few years into it, my mom had been diagnosed with lung cancer. And I quickly was like, oh my goodness, my whole world was turned upside down. And I wanted to be there for her as much as I could, but I also now at this point had my own bills to pay. I had a job that I, I made a commitment to. I couldn't just you know, stop working. So I can only be there so much. And that started to kind of sprinkle seeds for me. Like, you know, what kind of life is this? I, yes, I work hard and I'm proud of what I do, but if my family needs me to take off for six months to a year, I felt stuck and I couldn't. Um, and so she ended up getting lung cancer a total of four times from the age of 39 to 51. And, um, each time it was like that reminder, you know, you're not able to be there. You're not able to take the care that you would like to take of her and to be there for every appointment. And so my dream just kept growing and growing. And I just realized that there had to be more, like there had to be more to life. Even though I was doing a good thing, I was making decent money, especially without having a college degree. Um, you know, so I was doing pretty well, but I just remember thinking to myself, you know, I need to be able to find something that I can control my schedule and not be, a, this is a little harsh of a word, but be a slave to another person or to a job. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just started looking into a bunch of different avenues and different businesses. I had every imagination possible as far as, oh, maybe I'll open a restaurant. Maybe I'll open a bakery. Maybe I can start a jewelry business. Meanwhile, I had no experience. I had very little capital. Um, and so that's kind of where that entrepreneurial mindset started to shift. Absolutely. That's so interesting. You know, it's, we all are called kind of for different reasons, I think, uh, you know, and being able to articulate those is really important. Sometimes it takes a little while before you really for me anyway, and for many people that I speak with, it takes a little while to figure out what it is that's like that little nagging in your in your soul, yes. right? Uh, that is like, what do I do about this thing? You know, there's some kind of disjoint or dis, you know, uncomfortableness in your soul about not being able to be there with your mom in the way that you, you know, wanted to be. But you know, what that leads to or how that might manifest itself can can sometimes take time to, you know, to to figure out exactly. So tell me about your first um, kind of leap of faith. What what were the circumstances around, um, you know, kind of out of these three companies, which one came first and, and how did how did that first process, that baby step process start? Yeah, that's actually my favorite part <laughs> awesome. because it truly was a leap of faith. It was really having to be a free thinker and not listen to the outside noises and to the opinions of others because I'm the type of person where I cared so much about what people thought. And I also was, even though I was always 
kind of stubborn in a way to where I would make my own decisions, I still cared about what people would say. And so I remember looking into these different avenues of businesses and a friend of mine ended up saying, hey, listen, I know we've always talked about, you know, for the last few years, starting our own business or doing something because it was her and I who would always talk about like just our future and our dreams. And she's like, you need to meet this woman that I got connected to. And I was like, sure. I was always open to meeting people and connecting. And so she said to me, you know, you, you just have to meet her. She's super successful. Her and her husband have several companies. They, you know, they have time, they have finances, they have everything that we've talked about. You know, they give back to their community. They're huge with philanthropy and that's everything I had been envisioning. You know, I really wanted to help people and I really wanted to give back. I just didn't know how. And I wanted to, you know, create something of my own. So I ended up meeting her. Her name is Sia. And um, when I met her, I was like, okay, wait, are you and your husband in the mafia? Like, what exactly do you guys do? <laughs> you drive a Cadillac, you're, you know, he's Italian, you're from New York, you don't work, you basically, you know, what exactly are you guys doing? But um, come to find out everything was completely legitimate and they were just truly incredibly humble people that were willing to invest into the right people to help them get on track because someone had did it for them. So I had to go through a pretty intense interviewing process to prove to them that I was going to be a good investment of their time because they were, they were really going to invest time, money, resources into me. And so I ended up going through the process and I proved to them that I was serious about making these changes and I really wanted to do something different. And um, so I went through that and they started to teach me from the bottom. And I remember speaking to my mom about it and she was very much skeptical of everything. And so, you know, in general, and when I told her about Sia and her husband, she was like, there's no way they're going to help you for free. Like there's got to be something, you know, hidden there. They, that's got to be a scam. And I was like, no, like they seem like really genuine people. I think it's worth a shot. And she was very much, you know, E-quadrant, now continue to work a job. You're doing so great at your job. You're making good money. Stay there, move, you know, work your way up. And so if I would have listened to her, I wouldn't be where I am today. Truthfully, I wouldn't be married. I wouldn't have a child with another on the way. I wouldn't be able to have left my full-time job because I would have listened to, you know, a main source of influence in my life, which was my mother. And um, I just respectfully looked at her. I said, listen, mom, I love you. I respect you. I appreciate everything you've done for me and my sisters growing up, but I need to just try this. I feel really good about it. I need to just take that leap and risk things and go for it. And she wasn't happy, but I did it anyway. And uh, I, I really am so glad I did. And so Sia and her husband, they started working with me just on basic things, you know, you would think that it would be this enormous, you know, transition, but it was just basic stuff. They helped me getting my budgeting on track. Um, I was just a really bad spender. I would swipe my debit card left and right. Um, I would buy people things just because I was very generous. And so I would make good money, but then I would spend it. And so they helped me get on track with a budgeting plan. Um, they also helped me grow personally. 
you know, from my background and my upbringing, I was super broken and insecure. And I had to really grow in those areas to be able to then get to the next point in life. So I did a lot of um, just reading that they had suggested for me, a lot of digging, soul searching, um, and just realizing who I was and what I was meant to do and what my purpose really was. Because for such a long time, I felt that void, like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. You know, I don't know why I'm here on this earth. I feel like it's for something big, but I really didn't know what it was. And so they helped me do a lot of digging, a lot of growing. They taught me a lot about entrepreneurship um, and business in general. So that was like the first steps of it. And then once I grew in those areas, they helped me to start developing different assets so that financially I had multiple streams of income and not just a job income. So I started working with them on that more so part-time because I was still working my full-time job. Um, and after several years of being coached by them and just growing myself, I was able to leave. I had two jobs at the time. So I was working in the medical field and the restaurant industry. I was able to leave that second job um, to cut down my hours a little bit. And then shortly after that, I met my husband, which goes into a whole segue uh, of things. But, but yeah, that's pretty much, that was the first big leap that I took. I love that. You know, I had a, I tell this story a lot and I've even told it on my podcast before, but I had this moment where I was sitting in a car, driving my parents around, um, my city in Colorado where I just moved. And I happened to mention to my dad, listen, I'm thinking about um, leaving my corporate job and, and starting my own firm. And the truth is I'd had my own firm on as a part-time thing for a number of years. So it wasn't even as foreign as a, as completely blank slate by any means. It was just kind of shifting my, my focus. And similar to the con conversation you had with your mom, he was just like, why would you do that? Like you could lose everything. You know, you have this great job and both. And I had to say to him, dad, it's not that great. Like, here's all the things that are not aligning with, with where my dreams are. Um, you know, so I'm not serving that company any better than they're serving me. And here's all the, the reasons to try because the truth is, you know, and it, and it really takes, I wouldn't have been able to have that conversation with him 10 years earlier. I wasn't, kind of in a place myself to be able. So I applaud you for, for recognizing that in yourself and being able to have that conversation or at least with yourself. And I don't know if you had it with her exactly or if you just plowed on, <laughs> but either way, it's, you, you know, being able to, to recognize that, you know, um, I call it, you know, kind of releasing obligations with grace. So it is wonderful. Everything that for, at least in my experience that my father was trying to say to me came from, you know, a place of love and a place of sort of fear that he held, that these are just not fears or obligations that serve me. And it's like, I'm allowed to gracefully say no to carrying other people's obligations. Right. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, but it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of kind of self-awareness to know that's even what you're doing. Um, and, and, you know, a good relationship too. You had to trust that at some point your decisions would not, you know, completely damage your relationship with that person. And so there's a lot of trust about, you know, who's, who's giving you this advice that you're not going to kind of damage the relationship if you don't take it right. Especially yeah. a parent. <laughs> oh yeah. I was 
definitely scared. My mom was intimidating and I was like, I don't know what she's going to say, you know? And then when she, she was very, very upset. And I, um, I had to just kind of walk her through it. And she was still mad at me for quite a while. You know, we still talked, but it took her about two years before she said to me, like, you made the right decision. I'm proud of you, you know? Um, so for that two years, it was kind of like, she was just like, oh, so you're still, you know, working with Sia, huh? You know, just kind of negative about it. And I was like, yeah, mom, yep, it's going really well. And then she started to see personal changes in me. And she saw me going from, you know, drinking and partying four to five nights a week to really calming myself down and find more, finding more purpose in other things rather than just going out and kind of trying to forget about my problems and drinking my life away. So she started seeing improvements in that way. And then also just in my respect level for her and for other people, I was just growing and changing and maturing. And it was all because of the guidance from Sia. And, you know, then she started to realize like, okay, she, you know, she made a good choice. This is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then she saw me starting to be better with my finances and um, starting to make more money. And then she was like, okay, wow. So this, you know, is really a great thing. And, um, and then, so she ended up passing away when she was 51. So that was about almost five years ago. And um, she had said to me, that was before we started our other companies. Um, and I had just, my husband and I had only been dating for a couple of years at that point. And she, I remember being in her hospital room and she was basically on her deathbed. She only had a couple days left. And I had to do a meeting that I had committed to. And when I put my word to something, I keep it. And so um, I was like, listen, mom, I'm here as much as you need me. I just really need to go do this meeting. I'll be in the corner. Like, if you need me, just holler at me. And um, so I did the meeting and then I come back over and I was laying in bed with her. And she said to me, she's like, I'm so proud of you. Keep pushing forward. Keep doing what you're doing. And I was just like, wow, it melted my heart. I was just so happy that, you know, she was okay with me taking that time to do something that I had committed to. And then also being proud of me for where I had gotten to in that point, even when she was on her deathbed, yeah. you know, so that gave me that next level of motivation to push even harder, because I was like, I can't let her down. Like, I need to push forward and, and really make a difference in this world. And um, yeah, that was a pivotal point in my career. You know, I, I feel so much uh, happiness for you and, and gratitude on your behalf that you had that moment because there are lots of people who don't get that direct of a, even if they, you know, look back and say, my, my parent who might've passed away, you know, I think that they'd be proud of me, or I think that this, you have this moment where she actually came to that, to that realization before passing. And that's really, that's really special, really amazing. And I can see where that would be such a comfort and a foundational driver for, oh, yeah. for really succeeding. Right. I say it all the time because her and I, truthfully, we used to butt heads a lot and I had a lot of resentment you know, with her for childhood things and certain things that I had to work on, which was forgiveness. That was a huge factor. And I know this isn't career driven, but it also was very much involved as far as when it came to growing myself and getting to that next level, because I had to forgive her and certain people in order for me to really 
grow and get to that next point in my life, I had to forgive. And so um, I was working with a, a counselor at the time, which I still work with to this day, basically. Um, and she said to me, like, you really have to work on these things with your mom, you know, really figure out where this resentment is coming from and really start the forgiveness process. And it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do because, you know, I had to dig deep and I had to go back to traumatizing memories from my childhood and different things that I never wanted to go back to. I wanted to just brush under the rug and be like, oh no, they're, they're hidden under there. It's fine. Um, but I had to, and I'm so glad I did. And it was, the timing was just impeccable because I went through the forgiveness process. I forgave her. And then within like, it was within about a year, she passed away. And our relationship for that last year was the best it ever was. I was, we were like best friends, inseparable. Like we would go to the gym together. We would talk multiple times a day. And it was, I was just so thankful for that because if I didn't go through that process of forgiveness and I didn't get connected to that counselor, which was through Sia, I wouldn't have been able to forgive my mom and then really be at that point where we were able to have that conversation and we were able to, you know, she was able to tell me she was proud and, and all of that. I wouldn't have had that. And I probably would have had tremendous regret because I, she would have passed and we would have had that anger and resentment towards each other that was never resolved. So that was truthfully another like huge piece to the puzzle because it changed everything for the better. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't think you can discount um, how important being ready emotionally um, and spiritually, whatever that means to you personally, um, in like to show up every day ready for what's ahead of you. Right. And you have to go, I have a, you know, I, my kind of curriculum around my coaching is, is called the three E method of change. And the very first E is called excavate your attic. And that means what that means to me is look at all of the things that we kind of sock away. And sometimes those are dreams we have pushed to the back burner. Sometimes those are, you know, trauma that we need to unpack and process and release ourselves from. Sometimes that is, things that made us really happy and we stopped doing them for whatever reason, life changed and we need to bring them back into our lives and, and bring that little spark of, of joy. But, but that second, you know, the middle one that I mentioned, the trauma part, it absolutely will weigh you down like shackles. If you, yeah. if you don't bring it out and unpack it. And sometimes some people can do that on their own. Most people need some help with that. And, and there are wonderful professionals, my professionals out there who can do that. My um, best friend is a, is a mental health counselor and she, you know, helps people do that every day. And I always give her you know, all the credence in the world to say that's, it's, it's such an essential piece. If we're honest with ourselves about how to show up as our best self. So I don't, I don't think there's any, um, any doubt in my mind that taking those steps were critical for your success for sure. Oh yeah. And I think for a while therapy and counseling has been shamed you know, people are embarrassed to say it. But for me, if I didn't have that, so many things, again, I wouldn't be married. I wouldn't have a child. I wouldn't be confident. I would still be a broken, insecure young girl, you know, and I wouldn't have the confidence and the faith that I needed in order to really get to that next level in life. And so I'm 
one of the biggest advocates for counseling and therapy. I think mm -hmm. it's huge. I think everyone struggles in some capacity. And, Absolutely. you know, sometimes it's major trauma, sometimes it's not, but it's trauma to that person, you know, whether it was minute or extreme. So I'm a huge advocate for it. And I, I really believe that finding a professional is what's needed most of the time. Not always, like you said, but I think a lot of times it's just so helpful because it's somebody from the outside really looking in and seeing, you know, where is this really coming from? Is this really because you feel like you're ugly or did something happen to you when you were younger that made you feel that way or made you believe that? Mm -hmm. And it could be the smallest thing from programming from, you know, a family member or a teacher or just an influence in your life in some, in some way. So, um, so yeah, I'm a big advocate for that. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, you know, I, I know people who say, oh, I don't, I don't want to go to therapy or I don't need therapy because I, I haven't had trauma. And I think that's the big misconception around getting, you know, talking to a professional is you don't have to have quote unquote trauma to need to unpack different things, different stories we've told ourselves different. Um, so my husband has a great phrase when he talks about relationships and he calls it the snake bites, right? So one snake bite's not going to kill you, but if you continue to not deal with an issue and the snake is just sitting there and, and biting at your heels, eventually the venom will take down, will take you down, take down the relationship. Right. And so it's really important when you feel a snake bite to turn around and immediately address it right before it builds up. And I think that we have a tendency, you know, to say, well, it, that was such a little thing. I shouldn't, that I, sh that doesn't qualify me or I, I don't, you know, I'm making too big of a deal of that or, you know, and, and people have corporate trauma too, right. Or, or workplace trauma, right. They had a bad yeah. boss and each individual incident may not be the end all be all. That's like a huge traumatic experience. But if you add them up into a systematic path of being gaslighted or demeaned or having credit stolen from you or not getting the, you know, a, appropriate attention that you need for, or the resources that you need, even if that's like human resources to succeed in your job. Um, these things add up and, and they do become a place where even after you might've separated yourself from there, you probably need some help processing them and, and yeah. being validated, you know? Absolutely. And I've done different research on, um, and read different books as far as when it comes to programming and how we're programmed from just birth, really, mm -hmm. you know, and the things that we hear and how many times we're told no, and, you know, how many other, you know, family members, or just, you know, like you said, it could be from a job, just something that's said to you, it changes your programming. Mm -hmm. And um, so I read this amazing book one time that talks about, you know, how to just change your mentality and how to change your verbiage as far as how you speak to yourself and just being very aware of your, you know, just how you're, the things that you're saying and just your mindset and, you know, cause you don't even realize how you can look at yourself and just be like, oh, I look gross or, oh, you know, this, or I'm this. And we constantly are doing that to ourselves. And so it's really just getting control of what you're saying and capturing your thoughts before it gets to that point. And so just doing the research on the programming and, and just how our minds have been altered from birth to now, it's just, 
it's incredible. You don't realize the tiniest things really make such a difference in your life and, and your mindset and how you think and what's going to happen for you for the future. So even like you said, some people feel like, oh, well, I, I haven't been through any major traumatic experiences. No, but there could have very well been some minor things that happened growing up or even recently that have gotten you into this path or this direction or this mindset that now you have to work through and kind of like take a step back and get through it and work towards it as far as getting that outcome of how to have that positive mindset, how to, you know, capture your thoughts and how to think better about yourself. So, so yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's so, so much programming that we are fed and that we feed ourselves, right? I mean, we buy into stories that we make up in our own head sometimes. Um, we, they, you know, one of the biggest things they, that, people talk about when they're talking about dating, particularly, right, is in any relationship, right? Well, if you don't get closure or an answer, the story you make up in your head is probably much worse than what's happening. If he didn't call you back, it is just as likely as he thought you were okay, but you just weren't a good fit and not that you're a horrible person, right? Or that you that you specifically did something in the date to, to make it, you know, whatever. We tell ourselves these stories all the time at work, you know, we didn't get the promotion and it could just as easily been that that other person promoted themselves more and we stayed quiet. And even though we had equal, you know, um, contributions, they were just seen more. That's, that's kind of a human nature thing, or, you know, there's a a ton of, um, you know, if you didn't get the sale from the client, that client could have had another client, one of their own clients fall off and they're feeling a little financially strapped or, or frightened or, you know, and so, um, I think that there's so many of those programming stories that we have accepted or told ourselves. So such a good point. Yeah. We take ourselves down rabbit holes. I remember even, you know, in relationships, like if my significant other didn't answer the phone or answer a text, I went from, oh, maybe he's busy to, oh my gosh, he's having an affair. You know, (laughs) it went went from zero to 60. Yes, really, really quick. And all of a sudden it was like, I had this whole story conjured up in my mind and that's not actually the truth, you know, but sometimes that's just what we, what we do. So I've learned to change that way of thinking and catch myself before it even goes down that, that rabbit hole. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to switch gears on us just a little bit. And I want you to tell us a little bit about these three companies. What do they do? Who's your target audience? Like what, and kind of the evolution, I, if, if I listed them in the proper order or if not, then tell us the, the order and how they came about. Yes, you did in proper order. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Um, so yeah, the human development company is what I learned through C and her husband. And uh, because again, they had helped me with all areas of life. And so I just also felt like I needed to pay it forward. And that was one of their non-negotiables. They said, you know, if we really help you and get you to the point where you want to get and you're able to, you know, pay it forward to others and give back, are you willing to? Um, And I was all about that. One of my values was really paying it forward and philanthropy. And so um, I was totally open to that. So I started to develop my own company. Um, Long story short, I ended up meeting my husband throughout that process. And he was also very motivated, uh, but he was in a similar place where he didn't really know what he wanted to do. He had a, a successful background in sales, but he didn't necessarily want to pursue that forever. He wanted to start something on his own. So 
when he saw what I had been working on and the projects I was working on with Sia and her husband, he was just very inspired and motivated as well. So they ended up taking him on board as, as well. And we were working together. And so we started to, with the human development company, paying it forward to um, specific people. So we don't market ourselves because we truthfully don't have the time to invest into everybody because a lot of what we do, we don't charge for, you know, our mentorship and our guidance is free. So we, um, you know, of course there are certain things that they have to commit to reading different books and, you know, doing different things as far as growing themselves, but our mentorship going over, you know, their finances and teaching them about financial literacy and helping them grow personally and connecting them to our resources that we've, you know, established, um, we don't charge them for that. So we don't just take on anyone. Um, and it's not to say again, that, you know, we're, we're better or, or anything like that. It's just more so that we know the type of person we're looking to invest into. And so um, we have a specific process where we're able to really just find out about the person, see what their values are, if their values align with our values, because um, we have some very strong, important values. And um, just also make sure that it's going to be a good investment for us as far as time and resources. And so once we see that it would be a healthy partnership, then, you know, we take that person on board. So we only work with, you know, a handful or so people a year, because we do invest a lot of our time and resources. So um, but what we've been able to do with that is help people grow in that financial realm as well as personally. And then as we help them grow in financial literacy, we teach them about setting up different assets so that they're able to develop different revenues and different streams of income so that they don't have to rely on just one stream of income and eventually we'll have multiple streams of income. So it's a process. We tell people, hey, this is going to be a two to five year process. It's not something that is an overnight success. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. Um, and so that's how we started that. Then we realized throughout that process that some people didn't really want the whole package. Some people just wanted help in finances and how to budget properly in that financial literacy aspect. So um, we took a course to properly learn about financial coaching and um, the right ways to go about it. And so we, we did that. And so now, you know, if somebody just wants coaching and finance, we help them with that, um, how to get themselves ahead. If they don't want to really focus on building other assets or personally developing, which is fine. They just want to get their budget on, on track. We help them there. So that's how that company came about. And then the digital marketing agency, we actually started during the pandemic. And um, yeah, my husband was still doing some sales and it was a crazy time. We were buying our first house and we were in the midst of closing and his company laid him off during the pandemic. And he was just like, all right, so we've been doing good, but we need to do better. And now I'm losing my six figure steady income because as you know, with entrepreneurship, it's kind of like that roller coaster, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's like, woohoo, we're doing amazing. And then other times it's like, oh wait, it's getting a little tough. Let's, you know, work back up. Yeah. So, um, 
and that's the fun part for us with entrepreneurship. It's like, you know, it is so much of a roller coaster and sometimes it is scary and stressful, but um, it's incredible at the same time. So that happened and he was like, all right, let's, you know, we know how to do this. Let's set something else up. So he did a ton of different research and really started to figure out what some needs were out in the world. And so he um, started doing digital marketing for attorneys for um, just different law firms throughout the country when it comes to automobile accidents and, and things of that nature. So yeah, so he started that during the pandemic. It's been going phenomenal. Um, he's very happy with it. He can do everything from home. I help him out with some of the marketing stuff and some of the back end. And um, what I love about it, and I know, you know, sometimes when I tell people we have three businesses, they're like, oh my gosh, you must be so busy. Mm-hmm. And yes, we, we are busy, but we don't have that 40 plus hour a week, you know, commitment plus commuting time plus, you know, all of that other stress that comes along with it. It's our level of stress that we take on and we control our schedule. And, you know, if we decide we want to just go to Florida for a week, we go to Florida for a week. And, you know, we, we can operate from, thank God for technology, because we can operate from anywhere. And um, it's just been such a fun journey to be able to, to do that. But the biggest thing for us is it's so rewarding because we really are helping people. And I've realized throughout this whole process that um, our purpose is really to help people find what their voids are and what those gaps are in their life, in their heart and their spiritual foundation, whatever it is that they're looking to accomplish, it's for us to help them fill that void and to find their purpose. And I can't say that you know, we work with just one type of person. Like, yes, I am very geared more towards helping women because, you know, I see what, what I've been through, what my mom's been through. And there's so many women out there who are broken, but I'm not just working with women. We also work with men. We work with couples. We work with, you know, a whole lot of different people, backgrounds, you know, all of that. So, um, but we realized what our purpose was throughout this whole journey and it was, it was that. So. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. I I, am always intrigued by how people get to the place where they can say, this is my purpose. Right. And it doesn't mean that it's like forever lasting. You can have seasons of life where you have kind of a focus and a, and somewhere there probably always can, I always believe there's a thread of connection. Your purpose doesn't like dissipate from you, but, but certainly the way that it manifests itself out could could change over time. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, particularly the pandemic has certainly been tragic for so many people, both on a health level, but also on an economic level or a job level, um, on a loneliness level, you know, mental health. But it also, you know, where people really shine was when they had strong resilience. And, you know, the story about your husband and kind of saying, okay, so our, our foundational kickstand uh just got kicked out from under us so let's get on these two wheels and roll um is pretty awesome and and I think really inspiring to others who you know there's a lot you see a lot of you know there's a lot of talk right now about you know people aren't going back to the the service industry for example and 
you know, I have ad hoc and I have some research and I've been really looking into this to figure out where did people go, right? Because I, I tend to believe people aren't all just sitting at home, right? Uh, I think we're, we're all bored of that, right? So, yeah. so I have this deep-seated belief that that is, that's rhetoric um, that's not accurate for, for the majority of people. I'm sure there are some, but, um, and I really just believe that there's this resilience in, in people to get up and find, and if the restaurants aren't going to open, then I'm going to go find, you know, work in construction or work in a call center or, you know, in Florida, there's a, a big push for solar, right? So we need lots right. of people to install solar for, you know, um, and so I, I really just believe that when people have grit and, and resilience that they can pursue on and, you know, persevere on into something else. And it may not be there forever something. It could be just, right. we're going to do this for a little while because it's the environment we need to. And then we'll shed that and move on to something bigger and better. But no matter what, it probably opened new doors and new skill sets and, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And I, I truly believe you have to be super adaptable because just like we saw the crash in, in 2008, right? Like so many companies were established right after that. Groupon was established. I believe Uber was, you know, shortly after that. Mm -hmm. And so many different companies started during times when it was so, uh, there was so much unsure of as far as the economy and what was going to happen. There was just so much unknown. And so many people just took that leap of faith to jump into something that maybe was just very unorthodox or um, just unknown. And, and I agree with you. I believe there is different needs out there. I also feel that this sparked a lot of dreams in people because they had a wake up call and realized, oh my goodness, my job is not secure, you know, or mm -hmm. uh, what I'm doing is not the smartest thing or it's not secure. I need to, you know, see what else is out there. And I, I believe that there are more and more people with entrepreneurial ambitions. Maybe they're just afraid or they have no experience, they're concerned about the risk, they think they need a tremendous amount of capital. But now in the information age with technology and, and everything that we have in our hands, there's just so much opportunity out there. And I think it really is just finding out what your values are, what are non-negotiables and establishing what that looks like so that you can figure out where your next journey is. And again, like you said, maybe it's temporary. Maybe it's just to get you to another place to open another door. But um, I believe really just writing out your values and figuring out how you really want to live your life, not necessarily what you want to do, but how you want to live yes. is, is so important. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that too many of us kind of settle for what's offered to us instead of making a clear intentionality to this is what I really want. Now let me design the, the path to get that. Right. And it doesn't, it, you know, I, I, I talk to friends that are kind of more risk averse all the time. And they talk to me about, well, I don't, you know, I don't know where to start or wait, I don't, I don't know if I can, you know, what if that doesn't exist? And it's like, it doesn't have to exist in full right now. If it exists a little bit better, and you get really clear about what you want, then you know where you're going. You can take one step at a time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I talk, I talk to so many different people who I'll say to them, you know, so you have this dream of starting this business. Why haven't you? And typically the main reasons are capital, mm -hmm. risk. They're just afraid to invest so much time or take that leap of faith and then it not work out. 
And, you know, I truly believe that that's something that you do have to overcome when jumping into entrepreneurship is taking those risks. But I will say that having somebody who has done it before me was huge because I had that guide to look to. I had that person I could call and be like, hey, this is happening. What should I do? You know, so having somebody who has that experience and, you know, there's different programs out there. There's different things where people will, you know, they'll say, oh, I could coach here. I could do this. But sometimes it's just selling you on their program and, you know, good for them. They're, you know, they're doing great. They're building up their company. But um, something that I loved about Sia and her husband was that it was a whole 360 all of the above. It wasn't just, oh, here, buy our program. It was, hey, we're going to help you in all aspects of life, not just financial, but personal, spiritual, if that's something that you want to accomplish. You know, it was, it was all avenues. And so that was something very different that I had saw that I had never seen before because previously it was like, oh, buy my program for $10,000, learn the course, and then you're on your own they were going to walk me through it. And so that's what inspired me. So my advice to, you know, anyone out there who is looking to find their purpose, figure out what they're meant to do is, is really write down your values, establish those, and then try to find somebody who's willing to guide you or help you in that same avenue. And they're out there. It's just, you know, it's just a little digging required, but they're out there. Well, it's okay to, to be vulnerable to say, I'll take the help or I'll seek out the help, right? I mean, there's a kind of similarly to what we talked about earlier around mental health, people sometimes are just afraid to say, I don't have it all together. I don't know everything I'm supposed to know. And it's perfectly okay to say, yeah, I, I need the help and I'll be better for it. And so there are people out there who want to, to be that person to help you, to walk you through. Yeah, absolutely. And I was all about it. I, I knew I needed help. My husband was a little more stubborn um, because he thought, oh, well, I could survive on talent. You know, I could thrive mm-hmm. on my talent. But he had to realize that, no, I don't know everything and I need some guidance and assistance. And so he had to kind of put that ego aside and he did. And he's grown into such an incredible man. And what I love is that we can do this together and grow together. And so we're growing at the same time, we're not growing apart. We're growing right. together. Absolutely. And so I give him so much credit for that. So shout out to the hubs. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, he, he's really been so incredible. And we balance each other. You know, we're two totally different people, but we really balance each other out. We help each other enhance our strengths and then better our weaknesses. And um, that's huge, especially when being in business together. You know, I, I meet couples who are like, oh, I can never work with my spouse. And we thought the same thing, you know, we would butt heads in the beginning and at times we'd be like, well, no, this is the way you're supposed to do it. And he would say, no, you're supposed to do it this way. Cause we just had very (laughs) different um, opinions and, you know, we were both very strong willed, but through, you know, coaching and, and counseling, we learned how to really work well together and how to just use each other's strengths and, it's been such a fun journey and it's not perfect. We definitely still disagree, but we work through it and we just grow from there. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's just so fun. We really enjoy it. Yeah. 
I think it sounds like the the rewards far outweigh the risk that was taken to get to this place for the two of you. So. Oh yes, uh, for sure. <laughs> So as we start to wrap up, I wanna end with kind of one question. So if you can articulate kind of what your purpose is and then how you plan to continue to pursue that purpose beyond what, what you've already achieved so far, um, what's, what's next for you? So I would say that my purpose is really to help build people up and help build them up from wherever they're at. They might already be established they might already be you know somewhere in life where they're happy with but they want to continue to grow or they might be at their lowest of low and our purpose is really just to meet them where they're at help build them up help them to find their purpose help them to become the leader and the person that they're really meant to be and that they want to be and they have always aspired to be but just don't know how to do it and so our purpose is really just to help them in any way possible that we can connect them to the right resources and help people to live the life that they truly want to live on their own terms and to be able to customize their life and to choose what they want to do and how they want to live not be told oh well you have to do this or you have to do that and that's how your life is going to look the next 20 years it's really to just help them grow and and to establish that foundation whatever that looks like for them so that is definitely our purpose and you know we we truly enjoy every moment of it even during the tough times and uh yeah that's that's it i love it i love it so much well tell people how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more so um instagram is definitely something that i utilize pretty frequently my instagram account is jacqueline j-a-c-l-y-n underscore Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Um, I'm on there quite a bit. I'm also on LinkedIn. So uh, my LinkedIn is Jackie Vasquez. Um, it's Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N Vasquez, V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. And I am also recently, I have been utilizing the Clubhouse platform. I'm not sure um, if you've been on there, but I've definitely Just been towing in myself. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I actually really enjoy it. And, um, I've been able to connect with some great people on there and learn a lot. There's a lot of different people with a lot of different backgrounds on clubhouse. Um, and so on there it's Jackie Vasquez. So J A C K I E V A Z Q U E Z. So any one of those platforms, um, you know, definitely feel free to reach out. I love to connect. I love to meet people, even if I maybe can't be of service to them. I love to potentially connect other people to them. And um, I'm, I'm very big on just being able to help people in all different ways in all different industries and, you know, just pay it forward referrals. I'm all about that good stuff. So. You are wonderful. Thank you so much again for joining me today and sharing all these wonderful insights and your story, which is just the most precious and the most important to me. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I look forward to seeing all that you and your husband build together. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you for doing this and for creating this platform. And I, I've loved hearing about your story and what's to come for you too. It's so exciting. And you're just, you're super sweet, super motivated and purpose-driven and I love it. So thank you. All right, my kindred spirit, thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome.
This has been another episode of the Becoming Congruent podcast, a production of In Pursuit, outcomes-driven, impact-focused. Thanks for listening. I'll see you around the journey soon.